This is the Bag UK outlet, the home of UK excellence. Big up Talk Bane podcast every time. Hey guys, it's your boy Jude from Canada, and you're listening to Talk Bane podcast. It's your boy Mans, and you're listening to the Talk Bane podcast. Yes. Mine was vacant, so my train of thought left the station since been on the right track, right rap station. So, hi guys, it's your boy Terence, and you're listening to Talk Bane podcast. And in this segment, we are joined by two new members. So, I want to welcome the owner of Book Club Dynasty, Soraya, and Amani firstly. I want to thank you both for taking out your time today to do this segment. So for the listeners, I want you guys to just introduce yourself and, and how you identify. My name is Soraya and I own a diverse children's bookstore, which I run online um, and that's called Book Dynasty. So could have possibly seen the Facebook page or uh, Instagram page as well um, because I've been running them a lot longer than my website. But yeah, that's what I do. Fantastic. And Amani? I am Armani and I am currently a mental health ambassador for BHI, which involves me posting on social media any mental health content that I feel can relate to a specific audience. And this is part of BHI's overall mental health campaign to cater for those that need an outlet during these times of lockdown and covid oh, thank you i really appreciate that guys so in this episode i want to talk about why the bame community have to work twice as hard in comparison to the white community just to achieve and in the previous episodes i've, I have just got my own personal experience of just having to prove to the teachers that i'm essentially not part of the group that's disruptive and i'm here to learn to be able to be put in the sets that i need to be in and not being put in the lower sets so just to open this up to the panel, just coming to uh, Amani first, as a young black male, like working twice as hard, do you feel like you had to prove up to people to show that you're not their typical their typical idea of the what the stereotype is meant to be of black males? Yeah, quite a bit actually. Like just just being, you felt like you had to be like wary of how you can be perceived by other communities, let's say, within being in education or what have you and things like that. And you just had to, you felt like you're being watched because if you dressed a certain way or acted a certain way or you weren't yeah. as attentive in lessons as other other people or you you did feel like you had to try hard, especially if you weren't academic like myself. You mm. just felt like you had to push harder anyway because you weren't academic, but even more so when felt like you weren't in the top sets like you were saying or getting the top grades and thinking like my life depends on this back looking back on it, you thought what does the future hold for me if I don't get a top grade in this or that or what have you? And also, like, when a teacher says that this is not good enough, Armani, and what have you, this will affect your results and that. And then you really took that to heart back in the day. Like, you you were young and you thought, my future depends on this and yeah, all that. Definitely. Kind of stuff. Looking, looking back, it didn't make much of a difference. But I just took the negative slant that they used to say to me. Not all teachers, just some subjects. Yeah. Some subjects I didn't pay attention in that much because I didn't like them, to be honest, but... I just took the negative from that and turned it into a positive and still said, I'm still going to university and what have you. I'm going to get my degree regardless of mm. the results that I've got here. Don't judge me by a piece of paper that's got these letters on it because it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And yeah, just taking the positivity from that and getting the grades that you needed to get. But it does relate to me in terms of like working as twice as hard because you feel like you've got a big audience to like overcome as well as being wary of how you act around these different ethnicities because you might be viewed as a bad influence just for being yourself which is really really tough being a young black male because I'm just trying to 
be myself. I want to dress this way, but then you feel intimidated by the way mm. I dress, perhaps on a non non school uniform day, and then you want to pull me up on that. Like it's 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 tough, but working twice as hard. On the flip side, it's motivation to like pull yeah, definitely everybody wrong that doubts you. So that's my opinion on it. No, thank you for sharing that. Like with what you're just saying in terms of turning into a positive, just how powerful that is. Because mm. I know that in terms of like the BAME community itself, like there's many challenges that we do face in education, like in terms of home yeah. life or area or just being judged or stereotyped. So the fact we are able to turn that into a positive and then obviously just prove them wrong, obviously that's just powerful in itself. So thank you for sharing that, man. Problem. Coming to Soraya, um, what's your stance of like in education? Like, so going back to school and that, would you say that, is it different for like black female? Did you have to show that you work twice as hard just to get where you wanted to be? Oh, is there a difference? Yeah, definitely. I think like the phrase phone voice comes to mind. Like I remember always having to talk a certain way and, you know, when meeting people and in certain environments, just sort of, it's like you alter yourself slightly, you know, you can't really just sort of be genuine like everybody else can. And even still, like a lot of people who I was coming up with, I did go to a predominantly white school, so... You know, I heard a lot of, oh, I'd have done this in this situation and I'd have done that in this situation. And then yeah. I have to turn around and tell people, but that wouldn't work for me. Mm. You would get away with that. I wouldn't. And to be honest, when I was quite young, I didn't even know it was a colour thing. I just sort of took that on as I live this life and other people don't. Yeah. And then as I grew up and I sort of noticed who who sort of has to act this way or who sort of suffers with the same things I do, then I sort of realise it's our community. You know, it's me being judged on on what I look like, you know, yeah. and then sort of having to prove myself from there. So, yeah, definitely, definitely in education and even in work, you know, it still goes on. So, yeah, that's that's a big thing that, that I've sort of seen. But again, it's, it's, it's part of the reason I started my stories, people judging when they see colour, you yeah. know, people sort of saying, right, well, this is what I expect from them because that's what they look like. This is what I expect from them. And it all sort of stems down to the fear of minorities, really. Yeah. So, you know, you take that and then you sort of see why people have these sort of perceptions of you already in the mind before they've even met you or before they've, they've spoke to you. So, yeah, definitely noticed it a lot. No, I totally relate to that. I went to a predominantly white high school, so even going there, it's subconsciously I felt like I had to alter the way that I speak and when I'm there or in certain lessons just to, you know, not really show where I come from and sort of thing. But it's not something that you're taught to do. It's just, you just do it in order to fit in, you know what I mean? But in terms of how you're saying, like, when you get older, you don't realise that what it actually was, was doing until you are older. But no, thank you for sharing that. So just a, a question to open up to both of you. Do you fear for the next generation or would you say that things have changed in terms of education for the BAM community working twice as hard? Or would you say it's still the same? Um, I'd say I, I don't fear for the next generation only because I am trying to help the next generation. I can't do it on my own. But I feel like this generation including all of us, are trying to help the younger generation see what our generation has gone through and try and help them to see differently or think differently by what we're doing now, like this podcast or posting different things in social media, like if you're talking about what social media actually is instead of this glorified platform that is a fake reality to some extent with what images we see on our feeds and what have you. 
and more more or less me um, posting sorry like the mental health stuff more positive quotes stuff that I'm thinking about hoping that someone from my generation or the generation below sees it and you know takes it for what it is and just trying to get the younger generation thinking smarter so they can kind of battle against this almost wicked world that we live in because it's, it's most definitely it's, man it's, it's pretty bad that some of the stuff that's going on right now that no one knows about but i'm just i'm just trying to warn the next generation below that this it's a wicked world and you just got to be wise and not yeah. be too out there to an extent because there's people that are that are wicked out there i think um I'm not fearing for the next generation below, just trying to, you know, help them and guide them because there's nothing, there's nothing to fear if your mindset's right and your approach is right. Yeah. So that's the way I'm trying to help. So yeah, that's how I think about no, it. And you're doing the right job, man, honestly, the right person for the job. Just coming to Surreal, what do you hope that your bookstore will achieve in terms of education and representation of the BMQ and Well, of course, it's for me, a lot of it was self-confidence and self-love. I think a lot of that is ripped away from us. We always sort of see those, I mean, the sort of saying transracial now. <laughs> you see a yeah. lot of, you know, people who... Are sort of buried in this self-pit and you know we don't understand why but realistically it's like can you blame them because what positive images of ourselves do we see you know what positive images of minorities do we see at all you know and yeah. especially when we're coming up and we're at such an impressionable age so I think for me it's really really important for you know for young children to see representation of themselves but also I think my big concern with my bookstore is making sure that a lot of people do just sort of see my diverse books I've got a lot of books with black and brown children in and they sort of think that right this is only for black and brown children to read yeah but that's not true because realistically we need everyone to be reading these I want white children to be reading these books and seeing positive representation of black people because that fear would not be instilled in that child if they're seeing this positivity but the fact that they're not seeing that as well it causes fear in those people you know and they come up you know you can't it's like with the stereotypes where do they come from it's what's pushed in the face you know to change that opinion you know we need to show them something different it's needed for ourselves but it's also needed for the rest of the world the way we read books about other cultures everybody else should do that as well because it should reflect the world around them and the world around them is very diverse i love that with the bookstore did you get any pushback when you started so was anyone hesitant to in terms associate or did you get support from peers and family yeah like to be honest everyone was sort of like oh my god this is amazing like how do you think of that or you know we can't find this this is what we need i tend to get a lot of customers to be honest most of my customers are outside leads I've got a lot of people even down in London in Wales in Scotland who are just like wow I can't find books like this anywhere you know so they absolutely love it so yeah the support was amazing but again it's just the you know people sort of mistaken and thinking right these are just for ethnic minorities so you know I could get a white lady who I I did a stall and I had a white lady and she came up and she was like oh yeah my brother's got a child mixed race so let me buy some books for her and for me 
me, I'm just like, all right, but they're not just for mixed race people. Oh, you know, yeah, it's for everybody. White children reading about black children as well. Like, that's okay, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just really trying to push that we need the whole world to be reading, to have a diverse reading collection. These books aren't just for black people. You know, everybody should be learning about us and our culture as we learn about them and their culture. Do you know what I mean? Oh, most definitely. With the, the books itself, but was there any mm-hmm. sort of uh, complaints in terms of from other people saying there's not other representation like the white people that are complaining that they wasn't in the book <laughs> no i mean to be fair you can get those kind of books anywhere That's, so yeah. i would be quite shocked but in all honesty like i'm not opposed to certain books i don't say no i won't take that and i'll take this i just look for books that I, people would struggle to find so i've got a new book that's coming in and that's about little people about people who are short yeah. you know <laughs> certain things that you know you may get singled out for I would drop those things as well but it's just the main thing that we do struggle to find which is a big thing and should have been you know here from when I was a child yeah what I missed out on was representation of myself so you know I do sort of try and have quite a range of inclusive books that's why I always say diverse and inclusive books because that's what it is like I said they are for everybody my star could never just single out a certain person yeah I think what singles out people is their mindset towards my star and shutting themselves off from certain things and that's why i always have to tell people look you know this would benefit them in this way this way this way you know so thank you for that it was even saying with hope today earlier on when we was having the conversation about who was coming on today um we were saying that even when we were younger there was no representation of books like this so the fact that there's somewhere that's being able to source these books is just, it's amazing uh, to be able to provide that to that culture for everybody uh, next up so we're going to discuss working twice as hard in the workplace so coming to you Marnie, i know that we've actually shared a work experience together because we did uh that's how I first actually initially met, met you at Capital when we first started. Yeah. So way back, way back. <laughs> so do you feel like the standard has already been set for the BAM community when the dudes joined that have to work twice like that? That's what's expected of them. Yeah, I do to an extent. It's like you, when you apply for any role, you feel like you're climbing a big amount in the most in regards to your colour and then having to show twice as much what you're about to like almost go above what everybody else is doing at a basic level. And then with opportunities to progress, I think most bosses or what have you, from my experience, are reluctant to give you those promotions or that opportunity for progression just because you're black. They don't want the face of the company to be black, really. Or like yeah. it's all black company or whatever, or they don't want the face of the company to be um, appealing to that kind of audience because mostly you see CEOs and what have you, etc., being mainly white, like white people in suits, and then you're just thinking, where's the the black people? It's happening, which is good, but I just feel like it could be more. That makes sense. I understand. Even like I remember, we started like obviously we just obviously formed like a duo at the start. And obviously I know that we got on with it straight away and there people were messing about. So I felt like we yeah. kind of had an understanding where it was like, all right, then we're just going to like do our thing and 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, let's get on with it. Coming to you, Thread, what's your what's your take in the workplace working twice as hard? Yeah, I mean, just sort I think I merged the two when we were talking about school, but again, it was just sort of the same as as what I was saying before, the experience of sort of having to change yourself, having to sort of appear a certain way to different people so that they'd, they'd accept you. Yeah, it's sort of like you had to whitewash yourself really and say I'm brown on the outside, but hey, I'm I'm just like you on the inside. And realistically, I felt like I always should have been able to have just been myself because I am you know very organized very clever very headstrong I learn quickly yeah. really quickly I had everything there to be able to progress I shouldn't have had to have gone above and beyond to have to prove myself to say look I'm, I'm capable of doing this job because I was always capable of doing that job and I understand that. So with like obviously with the bookstore, how is the competition like such as uh, W.H. Smith and like other popular bookstores? Well, <laughs> you see, I have a lot of people have sort of referred to those of my as my competition, but I think it people come to me because of those stores. <laughs> so it kind of seems like they put people off themselves and then people will come and sort of find me. So it's almost like the friends of mine because <laughs> they send customers in my direction because yeah. they don't have what they want you know so I mean it is it is quite good I think my biggest one is Amazon because okay. you get a lot on, on Amazon they do send they sell very diverse books but again people People sort of like the fact that they're supporting an actual person, you know, a black business and things like that. So, you know, I've still got certain things like that that allow customers to sort of say, right, well, I'd rather I'd rather spend my money with you than I hear it all the time. I think Amazon is more a big one for me because it's searching online and, you know, people can put in a certain book and then it'll pop up and nine times out of ten it's on Amazon and it's like, right, bye now, yeah. you know. But yeah, I think it's convenience for people as well, rather than going out and looking for it. But yeah, I think Amazon is, is more of a bigger one for me than, um, than Waterstones and stuff. Yeah, because it's, it's kind of what people are looking for. Mm. Do you feel like the market, in terms of the books being representative, do you feel like the market has been filled or do you feel like there's still a long way to go in terms of being represented sort of thing? Oh, of course. Yeah. No, there's, there's still quite a way to go. There's still loads I want to do, yeah. you know, like women in headscarves. How often do we see that? You yeah, know, I think I've true. seen one advert and that was the Fenty one and I remember it. And that's the only reason I bought the product is because I've seen that representation in there. Like for me, there is a long way that I want to go. There's so many people I want to represent, but you know, it's just sourcing the books as well. So I'm still on a journey, but hopefully we'll be able to do more and more, I guess. Now with manage with the workplace, do you feel like now they're more representative of BIM colleagues with, with our guests? Um in terms of like advertisement for job opportunities obviously i know you see like now more people of color more diversity yeah. but would you say that the workplaces are more accepting them colleagues um yeah i think in general we're getting there not perfect it'll never be perfect but i think we're getting there it's because we're just like that we're not gonna be misrepresented when there's so much like greatness within us as a race regardless like we're not a minority we're labeled as that but we're not a minority so i think it's getting better because we can't we don't want to be ignored and we can't be ignored because of how many of us are putting out a positive message if that makes sense so it's definitely flooding into the workplace like we're not going to be ignored we're too good for that if that makes sense as a race and as a culture like most of what other people feed off 
if that makes sense. It's like culturally comes from us. So it's like we're like the, the origin of most things. So we're not going to be ignored in any environment pretty much. Yeah. So I think it's getting there. Yeah, in all aspects, really. Thank you. What we're going to do now is so stick around because next we're going to go a little bit deeper and then discuss working twice as hard to get mental health support within the BAME community. Coming to you first, Manny, because just for the listeners who obviously I know you've mentioned before that you are a positive health ambassador for BHI. So yeah. what are your what's your attitudes towards mental health with the mental health culture, especially within the BAME community? Within the BAME community, I think mental health is not as represented as it should be because almost like we're too afraid to talk about mental health or we shouldn't talk about mental health because of our race and culture like we're too we're too stubborn I think to like talk about it and that's been me in the past as well too stubborn to talk about it feel like there's not space to talk about mental health that you should just be okay with who you are and show that you're all right with how you're feeling and that yeah sort of thing I think there definitely needs to be more discussion on mental health because it's more prevalent than people know so we just need to um, talk about it more and what I'm trying to do along with PHI is just give people little nuggets of information from my past experiences with quotes or posts or just putting feelers out there to see how people are actually doing because it could help someone it could make someone's day totally different or opening up your inbox to someone to just so that they can send you a message, especially in these times, like where no one's talking as much when we should actually be talking more because we're not doing as much. So I think it just needs to be represented more and talked about more, especially in the BAME community, because I think we're too prideful to not talk about it or so emotional. We try and be too macho or whatever to put on a front for people that actually doesn't really exist. So um, that's my view. I think it should be talked about more, a lot more. I feel if even in terms of conversation, like it's it's people don't understand. Like it's even shocking for me from my own experience that when you do talk to someone, it's like people out there are going through the same thing and how relatable like mm-hmm. situations can be. And sometimes that does yeah. take a lot of yourself to know that there is someone else out there. Uh, with with you being in your position at BHI, do you see more? being people come or people of colour coming forward in, in your position and being able to support them? Definitely. Definitely. There's more, yeah, there's more people than I knew before that are willing to talk about it or yeah. um, interact with posts and things like that, which is good to see. Like I say, I just think it needs to be talked about more, especially within the community yeah. because being a minority, the one thing that can help us become a majority is talking about this stuff the stuff um, because it's not talked about as much and that will put yeah. a positive representation on us for talking about this stuff that's not brought to the surface so yeah I think that's really good I think that is I think that's a sorry to cut in no go ahead. I think- I feel like that's been a really big issue with our community. Like, I feel like it is taboo and it, like, we were almost raised, like, you don't want people knowing your business. Don't let people know, don't show people that. If you're down and out, don't let people know, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of teaching that it's okay that everybody has those down moments. It's like you said, you know, oh, I wasn't, I I didn't realise that there were so many people who are in the same position. Yeah, we all hit rock bottom at some point. And it's Mm. kind of, you have to get to a certain point where we realise that because it's so, 
such a thing that you're not supposed to talk about and you're not supposed to share like in my experience mm. coming up anyway I just feel like I saw it a lot and I didn't even understand what it was because we just didn't talk about it, no, it, it. it's something that is told not to be discussed but with this topic do you think like is this something that you would like to include in your books yeah definitely definitely I mean it, it for me it's all things that people feel like they're going through alone and then showing that they're not do you know what I mean? And I yeah. think with mental health, that's a big thing. That's a big thing. Even if it's not years you're suffering with mental health, you can have a brush mm. with it, you know? So I think everyone gets to that point where troubled mentally and it's okay to share. Whereas, you know, we were always taught that it's not. It's That's when, you know, you've hit proper hardship and don't show anybody them times. But everybody yeah. hits them times. So why can't we get through it together? We're only human. Yeah. I agree with that. Would you say that other communities, for example, like the white community, would take mental health more seriously than BAME community? Because I said, you know, you did say it's something that we're told not to show to others and sort of like keep your business sort of indoor sort of thing. I think in terms of support, I've seen more support being shown. Yeah. I've seen more conversations about it. Um, yeah, I think I have, to be honest, but. Again, it's just sort of something that we're taught to be prideful about. Mm. And I think that's the issue. Yeah, I think in the white community, people are more prone to just coming out and saying, oh, I suffer with this. Or, yeah. you know, that's me and that's who I am, you know. But I think with us, it's it's different. I think we need to sort of cut that out and, you know, letting people know that they're not alone and... Yeah, definitely. Again, this is why I've created this podcast is to be able to create a platform and a space just so everyone can be able to share their views or opinions to show that. Again, it is a learning process for me. So the more that I learn, I'm able to understand. And that's the whole point of talking. Just as an open question for both of you, what role do you think the community plays in all of this? It's hmm, a good question. <laughs> um, I think it's a very good question. Um, I think the community is getting there wherever you live. Like community is getting there. It's become more of a focus especially in like lockdown and covid times um because i don't think it was talked about as much before covid i'm glad covid's brought mental health to the forefront because it's it's important and most of my brushes with mental health like soraya said in soraya's words um i've come because of covid it's really brought into focus why i actually need to deal with and face head on and overcome so in terms of the community i think it's brushing the community so in that respect i think it's becoming more of a um shared thing yeah. in terms of like a outlet to support people because everyone's having little brushes with it now especially in these times whereas before you might not have noticed it because you were out all the time or you were doing this and that and going here there and everywhere mm. but now everywhere's closed and you have to wear a mask everywhere. You mm. you feel down some days more than you more than you would more now usual, that you yeah. can't go places. So I think the community is definitely realizing that and waking up almost to mental health yeah, because of COVID and things and lockdown. I think COVID's helped people to sort of think about other people's homes as well. I've noticed that, like since mm. we've all been indoors, everyone's thinking about how the next family's getting on. Whereas yeah. I didn't really see that before. I've seen a lot of like statuses on Facebook. If anybody needs, if anybody's going through a hard time, if anybody's struggling, you know, I didn't really see that before. But now people are sort of becoming more aware that, you know, like you say, troubles with mental health or even if it's food or whatever it is, people are sort mm. of thinking, oh my God, what about this family? What about my neighbours? What about making sure everyone's okay? Like I've seen a lot of 
states is like I say just sort of reaching out and I was really shocked because I've never seen that before I've never seen like just in, send me an inbox if you need anything anyone on my friends list and it's really nice to see because it shows that people are caring like I remember a few years back I was waiting for a takeaway and it's a bit off subject but I um I must have said oh I'm starving waiting for this pizza or whatever yeah and someone's gone to my grandma and said that you know, is she all right for food? She said she was starving. <laughs> no, honest to God. And for me, it was the fact that that person, that if you think I'm in need, they didn't bother send me a message or anything. They waited until weeks later and then they've just gone to my grandma just for the sake of gossip. Mm. And it's stuff like that that we let each other down as a community rather yeah, than support each other. Yeah. You know, mm. so I've seen a lot of differences nowadays since COVID. It's sort of actually worrying and I think the seriousness of obviously people losing their lives where yeah. people are sort of you know coming around to it and thinking wow like we really do need to pull together but it is nice to see it's unfortunate that it's taken like unfortunate circumstances in order to you know gain that sort of um, support from even like random people when that should be this normal thing of humanity um, yeah, but with this again as I just said we was only just touching the surface of this uh, mental health topic but that does conclude today Today's a recording session. I just want to say thank you to yourself, Soraya, and also am I just again taking out your time today to do this recording? Thank you guys for listening to part two. The next interview is with the one and only Bag UK Outlet. Mine was vacant till my train of thought Left the station since been on the right track Right rap stating what I'm made of Sick and tired of being patient No wait in line when you're the illest Pure and raw with no gimmicks Just lyrics the rest mimic Your plot if they don't dig it They'll be the ones with the space Digging your grave hoping you fall in it But still smile to your face Foles